Hello, ladies and gents. You are with Adrianosaurus, and I'm the coach of the Living to Vida Loca. Uh, and I'm here right at the completion of round 16. Um, a round of some big scores in there, I think, this week, and so, some real, you know, great scores individually from players as well. Um, I have got a score of 1466 currently um we are still waiting on some updates i think we've had a few through today on sunday but there's a few games still to update it'd be nice to get up to the 1500 i'm really disappointed you know in that last game with south versus the tigers you know basically um alex johnson and cody walker were on 100 respectively at half time and then they basically scored no points in second half um, that can happen from time to time with Souths, I think, because, you know, unlike team, I mean, the perfect example of like what, where a team is at, I think is the other day when you saw Manly and Turbo just streaks away and instead of scoring the try that he could he easily himself, he looks to pass it off to his brother and it's just, he's not a glory hound in any way, shape or form. And, um, you do sometimes like that. It was diabolical that last 15 minutes or whatever, 10 minutes when Benji was on and doing dummy half, just hogging it like nobody's business, you know, just trying to dump off to forwards on the try line. And, you know, everyone was just in a do it. Oh, I can do it all myself mentality. And I think that that's going to be something that the, you know, if they played like they did in that first half where they let their plays and their shapes and their, 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 their you know, trained plays, you know, do the talking, um, they let the ball sing and they do amazing things. And they, you know, in that second half, I, I reckon they're just going to, you know, Wayne's not going to be happy with that. And, um, you know, super coach wise, I think that, you know, there could have been at least another 50 points each on both of those guys on their scores. But I'm not going to complain with a, a 97 from Cody Walker and a 103 from Alex Johnson. But I think that I could have had at least another 100 points, be 1566. But, I mean, look, if I can get 30-something in the updates and go up to 1500, I'd be very happy. Um, last week, you know, when all the updates were finished, I actually got a big monster 1725. Now, I know we did have the buy round, so we haven't really covered that, the round uh, 15. And that 1725 rocketed me up uh, 1,033 spots. And I went into... Uh, position 1151 which is right on the cusp of the top 1000 now where do i think 1466 is on the pecking order for scores this week i think i might be a tick above par a tick i think that par this week will be about maybe 1375 to 1400 so i might get 66 points and and get us you know hopefully i can get that 151 spots i don't know if i will though um, I've seen some monster scores in there. I mean, I'm winning 10 out of 10 of my leagues, which is really good. It probably says that I might be underselling it my, myself a little bit, but I think 1350 maybe, I don't know. Um, so hopefully I'm going to see some green arrows. It'll be, you know, I had a great round 14 and, and a great um, 15, and, and this is a pretty good uh, 16. So, you know, um, hopefully it's just keep continue moving up the, the ladder and... Um, you know, we've got the big tricky buy around 17 um, next round. And we've had, you know, there's definitely some things that have, uh, you know, have crept up, uh, you know, that are going to probably impact on that round 17 and, and numbers and uh, whatnot. So it'll be really interesting to, um, you know, talk about that. And um, leading to this round, we ha obviously it was super trade round. So we have five trades out there. Um, you know, I, I never intended to use all five um trades but i did use all five and and i kind of i really just made a change on you know could have brought in four uh round 17 players but i just wanted to start to think of round the run home and i and i and just the way the be's were and things like that i kind of just made trades um which you know i brought in david Fafita and an ipap you know like they're not going to be players that play around 17 but they're definitely run home people which i wanted so yeah well obviously in my five trades one of them was david Fafita, one of them was ipap one of them was uh hughes because i did trade i did trade cleary uh and tohu was another one and i brought in Tapau as well i was going to bring uh luke thompson in but i just like Tapau's ability you know he might get your meat and potatoes type 50s but sometimes when he gets the offload out and that he can 
jag up in the 80s and 90s. So um, those are my trades. I mean, the scores that we got out of those five trades, whether we want to call them a win or a loss, we know the tragedy that happened with Tohu. He, he got the HIA and got that, um, you know, the shoulder there. And, and, you know, I don't think he's looking likely for round 17. So that's a real fucking kick in the nads for round 17 numbers. I know that, you know, with Tohu being a, a main... Um, target for everyone for round 17. The likelihood is that everyone has Tohu, unless you are planning on bringing him in last second. The other thing that could be relevant is, you know, we get stung here with a Tohu who's probably not going to be available now for round 17. Do you have trades? Max traders, I can't do anything about it, really. I don't know. Um, but, you know, if you've got some trades up your sleeve, maybe you can adjust, you know, to that. Um, but, you know, um, I, I got a 20 from him. So that trade on the surface looks like just a real balls up. But I'm just going to hold Tohu now. And he was a run home type caliber person. So I may not have him for round 17, but I'll take him for the run home. Now, my medium scores, you know, Jerome Hughes got a 49. Um, you know, that's nearing his worst score of the season, you know. But look, the big mad dog Munster was on. I told, I said everyone on the, the TLT that if you had Munster, I'd hold him because the mad dog, he's bound to flip the ghost switch at some stage. He did have a big, bigger game on on uh, this week and, and as did uh, Hines um, and Hughes was just a little bit quiet, but I can accept a 49 as a medium score uh, from him. Um, and he was the best option, I think, next to Cleary, if you were, and, and that late pull out of Nicarima. I was tempted by Nicarima, but I went Hughes. Um, and, and to power with his medium score, he finished on a 48. Um, I don't know if that's updated. Maybe it has, but, um, that's a medium score. That's probably too low in the front row, if I'm being honest. Uh, I hope for a little bit more from him in the round next week, you know, in the round 17, my big scores were from the two big boys. And that was IPAP with his 122. How fantastic is it to be an owner of IPAP finally? I mean, I've criticized the unicorns he gets all year, but look, um, having him in there, you know, when I've got the, you're, you're the owner of IPAP glasses on, I was really happy to get the 122 and, you know, David Fafita, even with his sin bin there in the Raiders game, a 77, um, you know, he, 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 that's, I'll take that score every day of the week. So, uh, David's also going to be missing a week now. So it looks like he's going to miss origin and he'll be back ready for 80 minutes in round 18. Um, and he's definitely the run home target. So uh, all in all, it was a bit of a mixed bag. I think, you know, if I, if you get your, your normal Tohu 70, 80 in there, the trades look pretty good. It's a couple of mediums and three great scores. You know, the five trades would have worked out beautifully. Now, you know, the question is, is what do I do for next week? Because we do have other things that come into play. Um, we heard during the week, uh, Schuster was someone that I was holding for the round 17. Now, he's he's pegged to come back for round 18. And you've got Tohu. These are two people that are in my team, ready for round 17. I've lost two of them. And we know now that Luai and obviously Cleary are out. Uh, and there's the slight possibility that Walker could um, come in for origin. And that would be an absolute dagger to the heart. So numbers wise, you know, I could take a real hit. I'm, I'm sitting there now with seven trades left. The only person I still have to bring into my team for the run home is, is Paps, really. I was just going to go Heinz to Paps when the time was right. Uh, when he's back and, and full-time fullback and then just hold the trades there for luxuries or injuries. Um, but the temptation is to uh, look at my numbers. You know, we'll get, we'll get to that later on when we talk about strategy for round 17 and numbers. But in my numbers, I was going to go 10 or 11. And if I lose Tohu, Schuster and Walker, wow. I mean, I'm going in light. And um, if you've, you know, I might have to burn a trade just to try to pump up the numbers. I was planning on doing maybe a tupu this week just as use one of my trades um which leaves me six, well, six and and five once i get pappenhausen in but maybe i have to just burn one of my run home ones because i've legitimately got injuries that are affecting the team now or i just play the long game and and value the trade and just run the gauntlet with um you know the round 17 numbers i mean the only player that I really would bring in if I was going to burn that second trade, I'm happy to f grab Tupu 
with the draw that they have and run home with him um, is is maybe a Nikarima. You know, go Schuster to Nikarima and with SJ and, and Nikarima there in my halves and being interchangeable, um, you know, I was happy to maybe bring in Nikarima. Uh, coach said that Nikarima's a good chance for being back next week. Uh, and Green, he, he came over for his one game or... The Chad, was it? Uh, is it the Chad? Yeah, the Chad went over to New Zealand. He's already injured. So, um, yeah, so a bit of carnage, you know, and, and it's going to be changing the way that I do things from my round 17. Probably you guys have suffered a bit of that as well. Um, look, best case scenario, you know, like Tohu, the pain subsides and he does play next week. That'd be fantastic. Or that Schuster tracks ahead of where they expected and he can play round 17. That'd be good luck. But, I mean... You can't just, I can't hold my breath for it anyway. So, yeah, you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting to see when this uh, Origin team comes through, what Freddie does with the halves. I mean, I think that if there's probably maybe Whiten and Moses is what they're going to go with in the halves, but they're going to need a utility spot, which could be Gutho, it could be Cody Walker, Um you know, it's, it's going to be a tough old round 17, I think. Um, and, you know, those are probably the most relevant things. Uh, Val got a crusher, and apparently it's a fine. I mean, even if it's accidental, I don't see how that, that's a fine. It looked a pretty nasty one to me. But, you know, it's, who knows what the rules are with anything anymore. You know, like with the with the bloody... I mean, the, the today, the bunker ruling that it was a, you know, bobble and... Uh, and then that's a knock-on. That is absolutely negligent cheating in the bunker. Yeah, the pass was three meters forward, but you cannot change the rules to make it fix a mistake that you made on field live. He had control of that pass. The pass was forward, but he did not. He bobbled and regathered in the passing motion. It was a pass. No way. It's not good enough. And if 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 this is the way our game's going, not to mention. The, look at the blowouts and, and wh- the way that the we talk about, oh, if teams, you know, whatever rules we introduce, teams are always going to find a way to cheat or to bend the rules or blah, blah, blah. What we're seeing with the six again is that the referees and the NRL are manipulating the game. They're, they're, che- they're, they're playing around with the rules with the six again and with the bunker to do what they want to do, you know, and... I don't know. Is Peter Valandi sitting there patting himself on the back that we've got a great product now? I mean, honestly, it's the product is is no good. And if anyone wants to sit there and say they enjoyed this round of games, there was a couple of tight ones in the wet or whatever, but the margins between the good teams and the, and the rest of the comp, the good teams being only the top two, really, it's pretty bloody wide and pretty disgraceful. Um, and... You know, the overuse of the six again, um, where it was, it's just out of control the way it's being used. Momentum to each team has just become the the degree between one and the other is just that's what's deciding games. It's making them into huge blowouts. And, you know, you, you can change things all you want, but you need to um, see when it's not working and you need to scale it back or you need to adapt to, you know, to make the product actually better because the product is not better you know you've got to make it better but uh anyway uh i don't want to get into all of that it's it makes me too angry um uh there's some scoring things which i weren't wasn't too happy about but i don't really feel like complaining about that tonight i'm a raiders supporter i've got enough to complain about already so um we'll go and have a look at the turbos hammies cup uh in the turbos hammies cup uh last round i gave it to uh, Barnsey from the SC All-Stars. And this week I had Billy from the SC All-Stars. So back-to-back All-Stars hosts. And Ado's given uh, Billy a bit of a, a whooping too. No, well, not a whooping. Uh, my 1466 of his 1435. I knew it was obviously going to be a close one for him and I. Um, we only had three players different. And we both picked the same captain. So, you know, it was only three uniques. Great minds think alike, Billy, and you're a dead set champion, and I admire you big time. But that's five in a row for Ado and the Turbos Hammies, which is pretty good. Should be moving up the ladder nicely. Uh, five, five in a row. Well done. Um, yeah, and the round 17 should be an interesting one too. I think I might have Savs from the SD experience, which should be good, but uh, I've taken a taken a hit 
I don't know how well I'm going to do next week in the old uh, Turbo's Hammy's Cup. Um, next, we'll go in and look at some of the good scores, and medium scores, bad scores in the week. I want to take a concentrate on the runs that are relevant for round 17 at the moment because they may be players that you're thinking about bringing into your team or you've got them in your team and you're just like, oh, no. Um, but if they're people that you're thinking about, let's have a look at uh, some of the scores this week. Um, Adam Fanua Blake, you know, a lot of people were like thinking of him in the front row. I mean, I went uh, to Pau for a 48, but he finished on 76 AFB, which is a great score. Um, I would be wary though, you've got Lodge probably coming in there next week, um, but he looks like a perfectly good, you know, third prop in your rotation, I think, and that's 76. Um, you know, like I said, I think he's got more of a ceiling, like he, he just goes younger and got the super coach friendly game, which puts him ahead of, you know, players like Takiaho for me, so well, good 76 for those people that picked him up. Um, you know, it's a bit of a wasteland in the old hooking uh, department, and Egan got a 77. So, you know, like, I mean, if you are looking, a lot of people are saying, oh, I'll go and get that Jerry Marshall King. Um, you know, and Egan didn't score too badly in the last couple of weeks. Uh, one of the huge ones is if you're a Saab owner, look, you're not going to have Turbo next week uh, in round 17, but, you know, Saab, if you get if anyone can get him in the clear, he'll score big. And Saab got you a 162 this week, which is, it almost makes up, it doesn't even matter if he goes crap next week because you're getting his scores now while he's in team with Turbo. Uh, 162 is fantastic. Would you buy Saab? No, you don't buy Saab, but if you have him, you just enjoy it. And, and hopefully next week he gets some ball on the outside with a half second lead on someone and he can score big. Um, Garrick was huge with a 169. He is going to be so expensive, and I don't know if you can buy him. I know a lot of people would have brought him in this week, and you were rewarded with a good score. Um, I think he's a prime target for the round 17, especially if we lose like people like Walker and Tohu. Um, but his price is going to be astronomical. He's got the 169. Everyone you know who might have sold Cleary last week and might be flush with enough cash to be able to upgrade someone to um, a Garrick. I see Garrick as a run-home type um, player. So, you know, it's certainly an option, I think, for people. Um, SJ got a 75. I uh, brought him in a couple of weeks ago, and I think that that's... He didn't even look too super out there. They got rolled, the old Sharks, by the Broncos. Um, but he's certainly an option. And if you if you do, you know, what I'm plausibly thinking about for um, if I burn a second trade next week is to get Nikarimi. You've got then the ability to interchange those two players in your in your half and five eighth. Um, relevant scores also today with people in the South team because obviously they've got a good matchup in the bye. Um, Alex Johnson, he got a ton again. He's, he's in the last four weeks. That's how long I've owned him. He's gone one fifties and one twenty, and he had an eighty odd last week. One oh three. Campbell Graham, um, ninety eight. He, he's a great option, and we were, I mentioned him on the podcast. Um, you know, if you weren't going to go on AJ, he's at four seventy five, break even twenty six. So his score this week will see him go up pretty nicely, but he'll still be affordable, I think, if you wanted to bring him in. Um, Cody Walker got a ninety seven. Um, it's a worry whether he gets picked in Origin. Um, what do I think the chances are? I don't know. I think he's 50%. You know, I think there could be a White and, and Moses and maybe Gutho on, 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 as the utility. I don't know. But it'll just be a real pain in the ass. Um, you know, or they could just go A-Ray as well. But um, other people that people are looking at for the round 17, um, I don't think there's, there's some people that would have gone Tane Milne. He got a 63. He, so, you know, he's bounce back with a, a good score this week um and yeah i mean nothing else really that's going to be relevant for around 17 people um in the good scores um in the medium scores this week for people that you're thinking about in the round 17 you got tupu who's got a 49 it's not a terrible score um in a tough matchup that they actually had um and he's probably the person i'm going to bring in next week um, Luke Thompson got a 52, meat and potatoes, um, you know, I was going to go him instead of, uh, 
Tapao. It looks like he might have got Tapao by a couple of points. Um, Tapao with the 46. So much muchness. CHN in the, the Raiders was... I, I've, I, Raiders are walking out of the stadium and I switched it off before, you know, halfway through the second half. I wasn't even going to watch it. 50 points. Some people were thinking about a Hodgson for the bye. You got a 41. I don't think he's an option. Lolo got a 59. Played big minutes in that game. Um, he's still, maybe, I mean, if everyone's losing Tohu in that, like Lolo's cheap as chips. So maybe he's an option if you're flush with trades, as a, if you wanted to burn a little second one or you use a, a trade. Um, Takiyaho, 45. You know, I think that's about what you're going to get from Takiyaho. Uh, Ramian got a 56 today. Um, I don't think that's been updated, but he's probably still a good option, I think, in the center wing for the buy. Some of the shit scores that we got for people who are going to be relevant for the round 17. Uh, Tohu with a, tw- a 22. Obviously, we know he is injured. Uh, and look, you know, he's a run-home person. So, but I mean, you know, you're not going to get him for round 17 anyway. Manu got a 36. A lot of people brought him in and, you know, you got a 36 this week. But you'll get him at fullback next week in the bye, which is probably what you're looking forward to. Um, and hopefully he, he bugs out a big score in the bye. Uh, Suwali with a 24. You know, uh, I don't know. I just don't know that there, there's much for you there. Uh, Sam Walker got a 29. All the people went with him instead of Sean Johnson. It wasn't much for him in that game as well. They really targeted him out there. Uh, Simmonson, I played Simmonson this week and left Watson on the pine. You know, I thought we were going to put up a better show against uh, the Titans, the old Raiders. Um, and a 26 stinks. And I'm not going to play him in my team. Well, I will next week, obviously. But I'm not going to be playing him ever again. Fucking Raiders. They stink. Um, Talakai got a 25 as well, which was a pretty average score, uh, from him. Um, just some of the other scores I wanted to mention who are people that not necessarily around 17, but they could be run home people or run home options. Hines did really well with a 104 IPAP with, with his 122. I held Hines and sold Gutho. Um, you know, so that worked out really well for me, but, um, Ben Hunt got a 93. I think he's definitely going to go into origin as long as he wasn't at that party for the old dragons. Um, the cheese, I'd said he's like the premier hooker at the moment and the premier choice. He got a 90. Um, Munster told you the mad dog would come good and he got an 83. It's not a big 150, but it was, if you're a long suffering Munster owner, you'd be really happy with that. Um, 83. Maddo got a 70. He got really good minutes in that game. So, you know, I think that they're doing a bit of rotation. And, you know, I ended up selling Maddo and holding Barnett. Um, and, you know, it was worth 20 old points there. So, Happy got a 97. I think he's going to actually be a really good option for people. You know, like if you're not happy with a Braley or a Watson combo, I mean, even though Watson did well this week, you know, Appy's not the worst option, I think, for if you wanted to pair someone you know, with a Grant or whatever, you know, Grant's a bit injury prone, you know, so was Appy though, but he got a 97, which is a good score. Turbo with his 149 is amazing. You have to run home with Turbo, surely. DCE, a lot of people win. I know that he's going to be gone for origin, but people were like, well, I'm going to make DCE my backup home. 97 is a great score. A lot of people a few weeks ago brought in Lawton. And, you know, he just he's kind of like what IPAP did. We thought IPAP was going to lose his spot and his minutes and, and whatever, but he, he never did, and he's just been one of the buyers, well, probably almost the MVP of the year. Um, and, you know, the same could be said for Lord. He's bugging out good scores and started really cheap, but you do know that Sheridan's coming back and Schuster, and, you know, that something's got to happen. He's, he's going to have to go back to the bench and be a bench hooker, but you may have made a bundle of money uh, before, in that time uh yes yeah, so for feeder with his 77 was a good score watson got a 106 which is really good and ponga a 94 now he might have wet some people's appetite for, as, a, as a run home uh fullback option to pair with tommy you know if you if you're not going to get paps i mean we don't we don't know 100 percent when paps is coming back whether it's 18 or 20 we don't know if he's going to come back in limited minutes you know we'll have to wait and see um so yeah it's really interesting um some of the medium scores of people who are looking at, uh, you know, run home people. Uh, Jerome Hughes with his 49, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Angus with a 54 is a bit probably low for him. Uh, Bird got a 56, but he's actually really consistent. That's like his floor. 
Um, and, and, you know, Toto got a 66. They've got a good base, those two. So um, medium scores for them. Barnett got a 55, I thought, in 80 minutes. And, you know, they had a good win. Uh, there'd be a bit more there for Barnett. Um, and in at least this week, it looks like uh, the better option would have been Maddo. But yeah, there's going to be a minute share in both of those teams, I think. And, you, want, you know, one week it could be Barnett, one week it could be Maddo with the big score. Brayley got a 45. You know, it's not the Brayley that started the year getting 70s and, and you know, juicy scores. So, you know... Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, it could be a Braley and Grant combo for me, but yeah, and I'm not going to burn any more trades in there, but I'm very unlikely to play my second um, hooker when I eventually get a, you know my premium hooker in. Um, Burton. A lot of people went Burton straight down from Cleary because they thought, you know, Burton's going to pick up the work. Um, an 18 from Burton. Uh, Teddy with a 45. Some of these scores are terrible. I mean, f- for a fullback of Teddy's caliber, Luai got a 31, got injured. He's out of origin. He's on an MCL. Um, Gutho with a 28. I mean, that's Gutho's worst of the year, surely. It was an absolute shocker. They were up against the team at the top, you know, up near the top of the ladder, but I traded Gutho and kept Hines worth 80 points, you know, so... You know, you win some and you lose some, but selling Gutho this week, you know, because they haven't got a harder draw coming up, so I sold him. Um, a lot of people bring in Jerry Marshall King, 38. I don't think that's anything to write home about. Tino with a 38. I mean, I don't know. Tino's like sometimes he does just good enough that it makes you think about holding him. I, I obviously sold him a long time ago. So if you've got him, I think that you're going to have low lowish scores in there. Um, Corey Thompson, a lot of people, because he had such a wow of a start of the year, first came back from injury in an absolute route, 40 points plus on the Raiders, only 32 points. Uh, and people looking at Val and bringing him in going, I don't care who whether he plays uh, in the bye or not, I'm going to bring him in for the run home, averaging 70 plus for the year. And he got himself a 28, um, which is a really smelly score. So just some people that, you know, you contemplate for the run home that are, have really stunk it up this um, week. Um, one of the other ones I noticed, oh yeah, Cook, 41. It's not the worst. It's like a middle score. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, will I get Cook for the run home? Because the South's lovely draw. Well, I mean, I'm just more happy. I might as well hold on to my uh, Braley for 45, you know? Well, why bring Cook in? It's got to be Grant. If Grant's back in full strength, but, mate, he's, he's not quite made a glass yet grant but he's not a pillar of fitness is he and and health so it's just going to leave the hooking position a real worry anyway we get somebody on to chat uh, actually too about sort of round 17 run home um and what they're doing with themselves for the you know for the rest of the year in super coach but in the meantime i'll tell you a story while i wait for them because they're not here yet um it's, it's a story about Ado and an unlikely Ado's unlikely career. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Uh, Ado, you know, I, I have had probably two long relationships in my life. Um, the one that I'm in now, which have been 12 plus years and hopefully is my forever person. Um, and another, the next best was like five years and I just sort of broken up from that five year um, a relationship and, and I was a chef and, and I'm working terrible hours and I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore because I was sick and tired of the long shitty hours and uh, you know having a bit of a tough time of it so I um, I thought I'd just be doing become a masseuse you know like do the relevant you know qualifications and do sports and remedial massage which I did I, I got my qualifications to do that and I decided I was going to do massage I can work from home I got myself a nice massage table and, um, you know, threw the ads in the paper and, and away we went. Ada was a masseuse. Um, you know, I started off really quite well. You know, I had a wide array of customers, you know, male and female. Um, I'm a big unit and I had, you know, everyone was giving me superb feedback about, you know, you're nice and firm and you, you know, you, you, you don't drop in, you know, flow and strength as the massage goes on and you really work on the areas you know, that uh, we request and stuff, and you're really good at, at massage. It was actually something I was pretty good at. Um, but 
one thing that was a little ugly um, development in my massage career was that men are fucking pigs. <laughs> men are dirty friggin' hornbag bloody pigs. Now, I am totally LGBTIQ pro and I even actually run a little business for the LGBTIQ. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm a straight man by persuasion and a lot of these blokes that would come for my massages would want a, a happy ending they would want a rub and tug and they'd be like grabbing at my dong while i'd be massaging them i'd be uh, having to rebuke them like hey 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 I, this is not an exotic massage i do sports remedi- remedial you cannot touch me on a penis or grab my ass and a lot of the guys were very aggressive about that and i you know half of them were more than accepting of me saying you know no good um this is just a massage and then the other ones would like you know when they'd roll over and i'd give them their shoulder and chest you know part of their massage they've got a great big erection there and trying to get put my hands on it and stuff and it was just a madhouse i was like what's the go with all these guys coming in and they've just responded to my ad and there's nothing in my ad that says that I do rub and tug and happy ending massage and you know every eight out of ten guys that came through were just looking at a looking for a rub and tug and um you know I nearly sort of packed it in I guess but I managed to get my you know, my client base was obviously a lot worse because I'd had just some blokes that were more than happy to come for their regular massage with no happy ending. And um, I had some female customers that would come through as well that loved, you know, my massage as well. Um, so, you know, I was doing all right, you know, um, <laughs> but not as well as I was at the start. With Those ones are obviously like, oh, I'll go to him for a couple and then I'll make the move for the old happy ending. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so I was doing okay, but not as, as good. But uh, one of the male customers that I had, he was a, uh, a Japanese businessman uh, type bloke and he was in Australia for a couple of months. Um, he was very civilized and he was one of the ones that, you know, had a little bit of a original grab for the old Edo's dong. Um, and I wouldn't, I, you know, I said, mate, I'm, I don't do that type of thing. Um, and he, he respected that. And he was like, oh, no, well, you give really good massage. So I'll just stay on board and I'll keep, um, <laughs> I'll keep getting massages with you. So I was like, oh, sweet, good. Well, I'll keep massaging you anyway. Uh, while I'm yeah, massaging him, I talk and stuff. And, and over the next couple of massages, he, we were talking and he, he was basically, you know, making chit chat with me. And he put an offer towards me where he said, look, I know that you're not going to, you know, the old happy ending and i can't do a happy you know anything on you because you're not that persuasion but what would you say if i took an hour massage and i gave you a thousand dollars yeah and i was like yeah i'll take a thousand dollars my rate was like 70 bucks an hour so a thousand bucks in the hour what what am i going to do here um and his offer was uh you know if you do it completely nude so you got to just massage me like you normally would you're nude and and uh i won't lay a hand on you i won't touch you and and you don't have to touch me but you've just got to do it nude and 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 a thousand bucks and i was like oh oh you gotta let me think about it so completely nude i just and you won't you know no no touchy touchies and um anyway i was talking to a friend and and i was like i told them about it and they're like you should just do it man and anyway so i ended up doing it i did his massage i did the nude massage (laughs) so you know and, and he's only actually had a stipulation that um you can do it nude and and i won't touch you you don't touch me I'll give you a thousand dollars the only stipulation i have is that when you finish i'll get dressed and you just need to walk me to the door nude and i was like okay <laughs> you weirdo but um so i did the massage i did it nude it was completely civilized i can see him, like he looks through his hole a little bit and has a bit of a gaze and you know uh, you know i was having a bit of a look and an admire of of ado while i was doing massage but i just did the massage completely nude it, he didn't violate my respect and i cleaned up a thousand dollars in the hour so it was amazing now after well it wasn't amazing but it was ama- amazing money um and anyway so he he was like oh so how did you you know go, go with that and i was like oh i went, I went all right he's like all right well we'll continue, continue doing this every week 500 though you do it and do it like that. We'll give you five hundred if if you're more than happy to do it. So he he came on board as a, as my Ado doesn't nude customer, and I I massaged him you know every week and for the for the five five hundred. 
ordinarily you'd think that that was probably the weirdest part of the story, but it's not. <laughs> and um, I continued doing this strange arrangement with, with this man uh, for four weeks and getting paid very handsomely for doing that. And then after about four weeks, he put on one suggested to one of his friends, a fellow businessman, uh, to come and see me for and, and give and do a trial with me to massage him. And anyway, so I massage his friend who's who's popped in for, you know, the, paid at the normal $70 rate, you know, for a massage. Um, and he, at the end of the massage, he said, yes, I, I've been trying to find, you know, a masseuse, um, you know, a female one, but I've, I've been finding that none of them, you know, do as deep and heavy and strong as, as your massage. So I'd love to, um, you know, I'd love to get you, you to do the massage, but I do have some stipulations. So much like the other guy who had his stipulation of, you know, walk me to the door. Um, this bloke had a stipulation and he, he like pointed to my feet and I was like, what? And he's like, he pointed at my feet and, and touched the hair on my foot. And he was like, you need to get rid of, you know, the hair on your feet. And I was like, oh, so what? You're going to pay me what? And he's like, oh, oh, we'll get to that. You need to get rid of your hair on your feet and you need to get a pedicure, because, you know, because you, your nails and he's pointing to the nails on my you know, feet and, and you have to get that proper done by a pedicure. And I was like, oh, okay. So you want me to get rid of all the hair on my feet and get a pedicure? And, and the next thing that he did was absolutely, totally surprising to me. He plonks down a little... T- you know, bottle of tutti fruity nail polish, <laughs> and I was like, "What the f- fuck?" And he was like, "Look, I want to get a female to massage massage me, and I can't find one that is does does it firm enough. So if you do those things and then get get the ta- the toenails painted, then you when I look down, I can and I, I can see those feet, and you can do do the nice f- firm massage." And I was just like, this is bloody crazy. But he, he was offering the 500 as well, if, if, if that's what I did. So I, I went and I did it. I, I, got my, I took care of the, I did use nads or whatever and got the hair off my feet and got a pedicure. It was probably the only time in my life ever during that period that I'd done something like that. And I, the, luckily, because, uh, you know, he indicated that it wasn't going to be good enough if I put the nail polish on. And luckily, the place that I went to would, would put the nail polish on my feet. <laughs> and so I had this weird, you know, nude bloke and this weird nail polish guy. And, and this weird nail polish guy, every time that he came, I probably only did massages with him for eight weeks. But each time I went, he would put out a new bottle of what color he wanted my toes to be so i had 2d fruity which was a pink one and the next one was like grape <laughs> and then like cherry red and and then there was a different one e- each time and it was the weird it's like you feel like you're in the twilight zone while during this time of my life with all these i had horny horn dog men i had ones that just wanted to have a, have a geese i had one that wanted to probably trick himself into thinking he was getting a female massage and, you know, I, I, I was cleaning up. So there's a, I mean, in a normal week, I used to make about, what, I don't know, 400 bucks total. But from these two blokes, I was getting a 1000 bucks. And actually, one of the weird um, other uh, turnouts from it was I actually had two women that were like happy ending women as well. <laughs> you know, like, and, and I, you know, there you go, happy ending women. And these two weirdo bloody businessmen, I, I ended up having just four customers. The two ladies and the two weirdo blokes for like fourteen hundred a week in my little massage uh, therapy uh, job, which I didn't do for very long at all because uh, it was just everything got weird. And then, and, you know, I still had lots of those horny men, you know, calling up for massages and wanting to get a, a rub and tongue. But um, you know, that was Ado's unlikely career that I just tried to do on the straight and narrow, but got all sorts of weird in a hurry. Uh, and you know it was profitably weird but it was weird nonetheless so there you go there's there's Ado's unlikely career now hopefully the next bit we'll hear is my guest and we'll chat about some things in strategy for you know the relevance of with the players that we've lost how many trades you have left do you burn them you know and what 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 are people that are, are options you know i've mentioned some of them but what are they doing um, and hopefully we'll have them on uh, next. 
All right, so we're welcoming my special guest, Klim, who's a good friend from the BGN Game Day show. We've had him on a podcast uh, with uh, Kando, where we did a BJ on game day, and I, th- I really enjoyed the chat that night, uh, strategy-wise, and so I've just got you on for my little segment on strategy. Klim, welcome to the show, the Adrianosaurus podcast. How are you? Hey, Adrian, good, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, pleasure having you, and, um, you know, let's talk some of the important stuff uh, of the year. How's your rank going for the year? Yeah, going good so far in the top three percent. Yeah, 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 beautiful. And um, having a good week this week, or? Yep, so I scored uh, somewhere in the one thousand five hundreds pre-update. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good score. I mean, I finished on one four six six. There's a real letdown that second half from the rabbits. You know, they get a little bit greedy. I I sort of said that at the top of the show that that kind of. when they are on top in the first half of a game, they all get a little bit, I'll do it all myself. And, you know, sometimes the scores don't sort of, especially super coach wise, you know, like uh, AJ and, and Cody Walker on 100 each at half time, and they looked like they didn't even go up at all in the second half. Yeah, well, I own uh, AJ and Cody, and I was hoping to get a little bit more out of them. But as you said, team, uh, you know, go for their own favours, I guess. Yeah, and uh, any big mistakes this week? I'll just tell you my mistake. I I was sort of umming and ahhing over who to put a reserve on, and I picked uh, Simmonson. I thought at home in the uh, for the Raiders, I thought we'd do a heck of a lot better, you know, against the Titans. And I knew he didn't do very well last week at fullback, but the conditions were really awful in that game. So I thought he'd be good for at least a 50, you know, which is what you get out of Watson, you know, but the, I just picked him on ceiling, you know, and so I got a 22 out of him, and we all know that Watson went on with a 106, so that's 80 points for me. I would have been up at the 15, 20, you know, sort of mark as well, you know, but um, it's just one of those ones. You can't get them all right, and it was sort of, certainly, I think the 26 is expected from Simmonson, but you probably didn't expect 100 from Watson, you know, this week. Yeah, exactly. So my mistake was uh, playing Burden over Watson. I had the R on Watson couple of weeks in a row yeah. Burton would light up with no theory in the halves but they played Burton in the centers and he only got 18 so I'm kind of cut at that mate now that he got Luai out as well I mean so he will come into into the halves but how insane I mean mate that's Tyrone May he's I think we all have a little in the old we, we've all got a theory on why he's been looked after so much at the old Penrith Panthers, but how they picked him in the in the halves and, and Burton out on the in the centres, I'll never know. That's oh, they ne- nearly lost them the game. I tell you that much. Yeah, beats me. Mm. Might have some incriminating photos of like Cleary. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> allegedly, we'll say allegedly. Maybe he does. I don't know. But um, all right. So, um. You know, this week, I mean, I, I got a big monster 17.25 last week and, you know, hopefully I can up, update to 1,500 this week, which is good sort of run into the round 17. Some things that I wanted to cover with you on the um, the round 17 and the run home, I think when we talked to you on the BJ on game day, we sort of talked numbers, you know, for round 17 and, and how you can go hard at one and then you have to go a little bit lighter on the second one. I was always going lighter on the second one, maybe 10 and 11 numbers, but what what's the go now? It looks like we're going to lose Tohu. It looks like we're going to lose Schuster. You tell me if you've got any of these. And Cody's a, a possibility for Origin. Uh, and I'm even going to float out there that the Raiders might make sweeping changes, uh, which could, could cost someone like CHN their starting spot. You know, he might do wholesale changes. So I, I've got Schuster and I've got um, CHN and I've got Cody and and Tohu. So imagine taking four off our numbers next week. Yes, I had everything in planned. I had about 10 numbers. Um, had Simonson, he's gone down injured. Uh, Cody Walker is in contention for origin, as you said. Um, Tohu Harris got injured. Josh Curran's in the COVID bubble. Uh, CHN may or may not get dropped. And so- yeah, that's, that's the numbers for 17. Yeah, and I mean, so it kind of leads me to my questions to you. So numbers-wise, what would you be looking at, you know, if if the worst happens, like those type things? So, I mean, Simonson, you know, I don't know how bad he hurt himself. It looked like he just rolled an ankle. It could be, a, who knows, it could be a syndesmosis. But, I mean, in this next, in this round 17, I've got AJ, 
Garrick. You know, if Walker misses Origin, you know, could be a third. I think he might be a smoky. I don't. I, I think they might go um, White and, and uh, Moses, and maybe a Gutho on the bench. And there's a chance that he misses altogether. Uh, Johnson. Um, I've got. Well, Tohu's gone. So I'm gonna. I got. I'll only have like five, uh, set six players. Yeah. Well. Um... I'm in the same boat. I've got AJ, Garrick, uh, Ranian, Walker, Johnson, CHN. So mm. there's about, what, five players, six players? Yeah, and my, my plan was to go and bring in Tupu next week. I like the matchup. He did pretty good, actually. You know, midi sort of score against um, the Storm. And I think he's a good center wing for the run home. So I might get up to, you know, six. But, I mean, who, who, who when we talk about the names like Schuster... Tohu, Cody Walker, um, Tohu. What other names do you really want in 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 uh, round seventeen? You know, maybe Nickarima if he comes back. I mean, I could uh, if Schuster's obviously. You know, he he he. They've slated that he might come back round eighteen, but wouldn't it be nice if he come? If he's, he tracks a little bit ahead and he's right for next round. Yeah, well, as you said, they're all good players with good upside. You know. Um, mm. Now we're prioritizing points over cash, so... Yeah, and I mean, if I did... Like, next week I was only planning on one trade with Tupu to sort of conserve trades. Um, for me, I'm pretty much Tupu and then Pappenhausen, and that's the only two trades I was going to make for the remainder of the year. But I could add an additional one in there and just go with one less in the run home. And if um, Schuster doesn't play and we're suffering these setbacks in, like Tohu and... Um, Cody possibly Cody Walker. Do you think that that's a, a a reasonable burn of an extra trade to go Schuster to Nicarima and just run home? Obviously with Nicarima and SJ who, who are interchangeable. Uh, I was always just planning on running Schuster and taking him home. I've held him for so long. So do you think that I should just now realize you know what's the difference? Six or seven people aren't going to be able to go in. If people are going to go in. You know, if they own an AFB or whatever, what do you think? The people are going to have maybe ten, but of those, there's not going to be many quality. Would you just go? All right, I'm just going to go light as shit in round seventeen and just play my long game. So I'm not going to burn an extra trade. You know, obviously we're going to still hold players like Tohu and 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 Walker. You know, because they, we're going to run home with them. So what what would you do? Would you in my position? Would you burn an extra trade to bring in uh, Cody if he's fit, or would you just Hold and play the long game. So in a way, I'm trying to work out, is it worth pushing any more for 17 or do we just take all of these huge setbacks that have come? Um, personally, I'd probably uh, hold a trade. Um, trades are viable, like you need them at the end of the game. Um, there isn't any big uh, matches in round 17. Um, I'm fairly sure that all the players that are really fit and healthy have that upside that will probably bring you a big score. Um, Cody Nicarima... Uh, has potential, but it's up to how he comes out of the injury. Mm. I mean, players like, um, I mean, I went to power this week, just sort of on a whim instead of you know, Luke Thompson, because I, I like that to power with the offload and whatnot, he can get an 80 or 90. Didn't get a huge score this week, got a f just under 50, but, um, you know, AFB got a 76. Uh, which is tempting, but he has—he's definitely going to have Lodge there next week, isn't he? As well, so surely you know there's got to be a minute share, hasn't there? Yeah, and AFB played in a Golden Point game, so there was a bit of extra yeah. minutes up there. Tohu um got injured, and yeah, there was more minutes to cover. But pretty sure from next week when Lodge comes, there'll be more mouths to feed in that Warriors pack. Yeah, and I mean, so for me, options, I mean, Lolo's, not, he got a 59 this week, and he's cheap as chips, but do I really want Lolo? I'd, I'd put a line through him, so I'd be doing things that I didn't sort of plan on doing. Um, you know, so I think, you know, it looks like I could be with a five or six, you know, losing four of my people, because I was going to go in 10 or 11, 10. Maybe I'm six, but I just, you know, I think... At this point in time, I think the thing that's going to be the defining part of the year is going to be um, people running out of trades, you know? Like, I mean, lots of comps with people who have max traded. They're not going to be able to do anything this week. They're just going to go, well, I, if, they don't, if they go and max trade into next week, they're going to fall over in the last five rounds of, this, of the year, surely. Well, if you think about it, if you've scored well this week, then next week you can kind of give yourself a little bit of leeway. 
Mm. Um, yes, a lot of people have match traded. But yep. uh, as they say, um, super coaches won in the final month, not in the mid-month or the beginning month of the year. Yeah, and I think that in a way it's kind of like um, you set yourself up for the buys and, and if you you just got to hold your nerve, I think. Um, I know that, you know... You can go in into these buys. There's going to be some people that hit this buy hard. Maybe they've got like a Luke Thompson and an AFB. Maybe they got Nick Arima instead of Hughes. You know, they might go in with eight or nine strong versus your six, you know, strong. So they do have an advantage, I guess. But it's just, you know, it's the unlucky thing. Everyone would have had got Tohu most likely for the run. Everyone most likely would have been... You already got Cody Walker. So the same things I'm losing, they're losing, you know. So I think that's a good point. I think, it, you know, I've saved probably... I had the intention of saving another one this week and then having, you know, six left for the... or seven for the run apart from Paps. Because last week I brought in IPAP and and um, David Fafita. So they, I used some of my five trades to bring in run-home people. Um, and so I don't really need to use many more. And I think that those keeping them up your sleeve could be, you know, could be the go. So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing. You know, I think if you were to, um, how many trades have you got? Um, so at the start of the round, I've done four trades. Uh, last minute, I traded out Barnett to Fafita, which leaves me with seven trades left for the run home. Yeah, and I'm the same. So, you know, potentially... If you use both next week, that's five for the run home. And of these following names, tell me if you've got them. You got obviously Fafita. Do you have, you have IPAP? Yep. Do you have um? Who are the people that we want for run home? Obviously, you're not going to have. You're going to have uh, plans to bring in Paps, I imagine. Or, yeah, or you gonna be, some people are going to be tempted to go a Ponga. And are you going to do anything in the hooking position? You know, you're going to target a Grant. Or something for the run home, like a, a finished a year person, or um, if Harry Grant comes back fit, I'd possibly target him, or maybe the cheese. Yeah, so I mean, of your seven trades that you've got there, you know, you're gonna probably save how many for people that you want to still bring in as the you know, for your run home team? Three, uh, three to four, depending on. If people get rested or injured. Yeah, and three up your sleeve. So I think that that's cutting it fine, personally. So it kind of makes the the question of next week, do you burn two and panic about, you know, uh, <laughs> you can tohu out and, and whatnot, or do you just stick to your, I think now just holding your nerve and sticking to your plan because, yeah, I mean, for me, I've got seven. I'll use one for Tupu, one for Paps. And I've got five left, you know, and I might, yeah, like the same as you. I might burn one of those five to get a grant because in the hooker position, Braley and Watson. I know Watson did all right this week, but, you know, I want to do something in there. And then, you know, I think it's it's going to be important. Like, I mean, look at this week. Tohu, everyone's playing for their bloody round 17. Tohu down. Schuster's an extra week. Cody Walker's, because all the whole New South Wales halves go down. You know, and the Raiders fucking stink. You know, lots can happen in a week or two. And imagine if you get injuries to like players like David Fafita or IPAP, and you you're a max trader, and you've you've got no no way to get them out. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, that's season over, I guess. Yeah. So look, I'm you know last week with my seventeen twenty five went up to overall position one one five one, so just on the cusp of the top one thousand. I think for me, if I move up into the top thousand this week with my you know fifteen hundred odd, um, I might just hold my nerve next week and, and save, well, the one trade. I mean, in my center wing, you know, when I, I was always planning on Tupu so that I've got my four, you know, strong center wings, and then I can choose to play AJ or Tupu on depending on matchup. So I will use one, but um, I think I'll save that second one rather than panic and and go Cody Walker. So thanks for that advice uh and what else i mean uh, what, what, what else can we talk about i mean um the run home if you're tell i'll ask you some questions for what would you say to somebody who is in like everything that we've talked about if they're in ten thousandth spot would you just say burn just burn them and try to move up the ladder if they're an overall player uh, my advice would be um work smarter not harder 
target guys that have got good runs, uh, good three-round averages, are on a patch where they're, um, you know, cheaper than their other alternative. Just look look for things in the in the system where you can get an advantage and possibly keep them for the run home. Yeah, I mean, for me, that was kind of why I went to Powell instead of, you know, Takiaho or someone like that. Not that he's outscored him this week, you know, but I just thought for the run home, at least it's a point of difference, you know, and... Um, and holding the difference to this week, I was going to sell Hines, but I held Hines and sold Gutho, and there was 80 points there, you know. So um, I think if you're in 10,000th, I would say if they were in the position we were in and they hadn't max traded and they'd saved, you know, the seven or eight, I would say, you know, try to hit 17 as hard as you can because it's still an opportunity for you to, to jump up the ladder, I think. But. Um, if you have not saved any trades and you're at 10,000, I, I still think you're going to have to try to keep yourself in touch with everyone above you by by having ability to trade. <laughs> it's, it's all going to become about the trades, I think, now. And, um, you know, so top 3%, what does that make your rank overall? I'll see if I'm ahead of you. Um, that leaves me somewhere in the uh, high, uh, what is it, low 3,000s. Yeah, yeah, so you've got to catch me, so... I've had a good, uh, you know, like I had a good first buy and then every round since then, you know, so you, you'll get a couple on me this week, but I think, um, you know, next week with my numbers, I could well, it could, it could be a tough week, you know. I think having someone like Garrick, who's a captaincy option, when you, if imagine if you lost Walker, you know, you lost Walker, who else is like a ceiling player next week that you would captain? Walker, you know, just probably um what's his name garrick you wouldn't uh, go Gary. yeah tupu could go large um you know so it's not going to be if you get your captaincy right next week um you know you could be you could be fine you know for people who don't because what, what was what, you know garrick's going to be too expensive now do you have garrick yes i do yeah he's going to be too expensive for people surely i mean maybe if they're flush with you know money from uh selling <laughs> Selling? Uh, did you end up selling uh, Nathan Cleary? Yeah, I sold Cleary to SJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did all right today. Seventy-five. Didn't look like he had a the most awesome game in the world, but you'll you'll take a seventy-five. So Garrick, he with his big score this week, what's he going to go up to? Because he's already seven twenty-eight going into this week. Break even of ten. You know, he he basically made his projection. He's going to be eight hundred and thirty thousand bucks for Garrick. You know, so if if you're someone that doesn't own Garrick, you might be priced out of getting him in next week, which could be a huge advantage for the people in Rand 17. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting to talk about, you know, I, I think the chances of Tohu next week are probably slim. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, the NRL physio said, you know, Schuster's shooting for you know, around 18. And I think that Cody for Origin, what, what percentage chance do you reckon that is? To be honest, I don't think they'll go with Cody Walker in um, Origin. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Moses and I think they'll probably go, even though, you know, White and it's the worst year of his career, I reckon. But who do you think is going to be the utility on the bench for New South Wales? Uh, utility probably be either Gutho or they might pull a Smokey in, uh, using Appy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's who I forgot. Appy. So, oh, yeah, I reckon that if they went White and... and Moses with an appy bench, that could be the best news ever. We, we'd get Walker for round 17. But if everything goes well next week, you know, CHN holds his spot because he wasn't great on, on the weekend. I Obviously, being a Raiders supporter, I watched that game. And, you know, Hudson Young could just come back up and, and take the second row spot and he could chuck, you know, he's going to make wholesale changes maybe, you know. So... If CHN gets picked and Cody misses Origin, that'll be, you know, that'll at least lessen the blow. Well, there was whispers of DC being dropped for Queensland. Which yeah. Would make a round 13 play. But mm. obviously I, I wouldn't think they dropped their, their captain. But you never know with Queensland. They need to shake things up. Yeah, I think that they'll probably, if I'm guessing for Queensland, obviously Ponger will go down to fullback. Maybe they go with Reese Walsh on the bench. You know, like maybe that's where they try to get some spark. But the only other option, I think, would be if they put Walsh in the halves, you know? Yeah, but 
Yeah, I mean, they could try blooding Sam Walker in, but I think he's too young. Yeah, and you saw the way he got targeted, um, you know, in this game by the the Storm. They absolutely smashed him. What did he score this week? Terribly. 29, you know, and who do they play? They've got a pretty soft matchup in the bye, which might be a a good option for people. But, you know, some of these, you know, Manu got a 36, Suwali got a 24, Simonson with a 26, Talakai with a 25. You know, we're not getting huge scores out of these people that are, we've targeted, you know, for the round 17. So I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge scoring uh, buy, you know. But we just it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with Origin. I think I can breathe a little easier if, you know, if Cody doesn't make Origin because then, you know, you can do, you know, you can use your VCs in from a Garrick and use, you know, Tupu or Walker, you know, and do it like that. So, yeah, but I think that round 17, this round has made a much harder, this buy terribly hard. And it makes me panic that maybe if I get into the top 1,000 this week, I could lose a 1,000 spots next week, which is every possibility. But like you said, it's a long game. I think conserving trades now, it's almost like we, we say points are king, but points are king to a point where you are just, you... you you're already got to the max of what you can do in a year. You know what I mean? When you when you, you run out of trades, your points might have been king all the way up to the to that point. But in in many other years, I've played against people who are like, oh, I'm like a five hundred points ahead of you. But then naturally, in the home stretch, not that I've been a great trade saver, but I've you know I in the end that when they I, I had a guy I was up against in a head head to head final, and he obviously had no trades up his sleeve, and he had you know, five people on his bench that were 500k plus, you know, so points was king at the start while all those players were available, but when you couldn't trade them out, they weren't, so I think it's a valuable lesson for, or valuable idea for people to, you know, think, points are king definitely, but, you know, if you're now going into round 17 and you're max trading and you max trade next week, it's, it's going to be a tough old run home and that's, you know, that could be the thought for people this week when they think about panicking, you know, with the outs that we're getting for round 17, eh? Yeah, like, honestly, I'm, I'm happy to take a hit in round 17. I know many people will be panicking to bring in numbers, but at the end of the day, there's always a fine line between points and cash and obviously the right ways to save your trades and probably hit the right numbers in the final rounds rather than in the boy rounds where you still have a chance of uh, winning towards the end. Yeah, and I mean, for me in round 17, this, you know, the ceiling sort of players, you know, that I, I kind of had set up in my team, the only one I was missing was probably Nick Arima, who can go 100, you know, but you don't know how, how he comes back from that injury. Um, he, he he was one of them. Um, you know, Saab, he went 162 this week, but you wouldn't expect that he's going to go anything close to that without Turbo in the team. So he does have the potential to go really big, but not without... Um, not without Turbo, um, you know, AFB can go, he can get a ton on his day, but I mean, and the 76 is good this week, but I just don't think there's lots of ceiling people outside of Walker, you know, and, and Tupu and, and Garrick, you know, for next round. So if if Walker's out and, and makes it sort of like Tupu and Garrick are the biggest potentials, and I don't know if we're going to have like a dufty moment, you know, like maybe, you know, Maybe it'll be someone like uh, Roger comes out and has a big game, but nobody's going to really be bringing in Roger for the round 17, surely. You know, like, I think you, there's no options. There's just no there's no ceiling options. So I don't think you, you panic and bring in mugs. Like, why would you bring in a, a panic for a number and bring in a Luke Thompson for 50 or, or an, a, an AFB for 50 to 70? You know, maybe that's more, you know, tempting. But, yeah, if there was someone really great to bring in, it's just that Nick Arima sort of, you know, he just he just sticks out to me as someone who he's he's the third highest scoring halfback for the year. He's got three tons, you know, so he, he can go big and he you know, now that the Chad's down, he'll kick goals in, in the bye as well, you know. I think that Brownie said he's gonna he should be right for next week as well. So he is tempting. He is tempting. But I think I'll go Tupu ahead of him if I'm only going one trade and, you know, keep to my plan of holding Schuster. But yeah, so thanks for coming on the show. Um you know, it's just I just wanted to see how you were tracking for the buy. Obviously, you're in the same boat as me. I think we're sort of mirroring exactly same amount of trades, losing the same people from our teams most likely. 
And, you know, we're both going to try to hold strong. I mean, I'll be making a trade next week to get Tupu, but, you know, are you going to be bringing anyone else or are you going to just hold trades next week? Yeah, I'm probably going to bring in uh, Tupu as well. Yeah. I mean, Ramian's a, 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 an option as well, but I know because I don't own Ramian. I went um, AJ. Yeah, so I have uh, AJ, Ramian, Gary. I just need Tupu to complete the... Yeah, set. Well, that's the other one we forgot to mention for ceiling as well. He's gone very well, and the the key to him is if Walker's doesn't make Origin. <laughs> well, I mean, if if Walker doesn't make Origin, uh, where does he go? Does he play fullback? Does Benji come into the six? Yeah, that could be really interesting because he's been they've been putting him in at fullback, haven't they? When the yeah, he's he's played fullback a couple of games this year. Yeah, well, that he, from what I've seen of him in fullback, he wasn't as dominant there at all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting point. All right, well, anyway, thanks for coming on for my little end of my show. It was good having you on and have your thoughts there. Round 17 is going to be a bit of a doozy, I think, for people. But, you know, I, I think, yeah, it's definitely if we lose people like Walker and, and buddy Tohu and that, the quality of people for round 17 has really gone down. And, and I think just staying, sticking strong, Stick to your, your long-term plans for your year and um, good advice for people out there. Thanks for having me on the show once again, Adro. May team list be kind and your trades be even kinder. Yeah, thanks, mate. And I'll, I'll get you on again. I mean, I, I did bring you on last second because we had a cancellation, so I did already do most of the pod while I was waiting. Um, and I, I'd like to get you on for more of a chat, maybe with uh, Kando later on in the year once we're sort of hitting the home stretch and things are getting interesting there. But uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight and I'll talk to you again soon, eh? No problem. We'll see you soon. Glim champion. Thanks, mate. Bye. All right. Well, there you go. That's my guest on the show. A bit of a sort of wobbly old podcast this today. I mean, uh, I'm just, the Raiders this week just really affected me deeply and hurt me. And I feel so, oh, I feel so deflated. But, you know, Ado's not got the energy levels that I normally do on a Sunday night. But, you know, uh, Tohu looks 30%. It looks like he's not going to make it. For next week, I don't think Schuster's going to track ahead of schedule, so he's you can put a line through him. I think that Cody for Origin, I really think he's going to miss. I hope so. So he'll be good to hold for my numbers, which are shrinking in round 17. And hopefully, if Ricky's going to be putting the broom through the Raiders, CHN survives, although he has been pretty rubbish. Um, you know, good luck, guys, in round 17. I don't think it's it's really shaping with the people that we've lost as not being a dynamic round. And, you know, I, I'm going to use one trade, which is what I always plan to do. And I don't want to panic and bring in Nikarima, I don't think. And um, good luck. Hopefully, Origin teams and team lists are good, good, good for you. And thanks for listening to the show. Have a good week, guys. And, you know, hopefully I'll see some green arrows, eh? Ado played Simonson. I left Watson on the bench. I was always going to play Watson, and I last minute changed to Simonson. I'm a Raiders fan. I don't know why I played him. I could have had an extra 80 points. I mean, in the mid 1500s, that would have been much better going into round 17. Oh well, you win some and lose some. Thanks for listening. Bye.